Hey friends, you know what I don't miss at all? That vicious week before the period. Feeling like I'm ready to crawl out of my skin, irritated by everything and everyone around me. Bouncing between cravings for salty foods and sweets and back again. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control from Happy Mammoth. Estro Control contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a menstruating person's life. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like myself again. That's what people mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Happy Mammoth products, including Estro Control. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CORP, C-O-R-P, at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code C-O-R-P for 15% off today. What's up, y'all? It's Zach and Corporate. And again, look. I know what we do. We have incredible guests all the time. Now, this guest is pretty interesting because, you know, as I've been, as we, shout out to Ade, shout out to Shanisha, shout out to uh, Tiffany, shout out to Tara, shout out to Taylor, shout out to, uh, shout out to Tristan, you know what I'm saying? These all sound like random names. These are all people that actually I work with on Living Corp. Shout out to Amy. Okay, I see you. Um, we have all, as we continue to really build out Living Corporate, um, folks, the, there's one name that continues to come up. Like, have you talked to this person? Have you talked to this person? Have you talked to this person? I'm like, yes, I have. Yes, we've made connection. Yes, we still need an interview. Yes, but yes, I know who that is. And it is uh, this individual. And this person is a, a LinkedIn top voice. Uh, they're an entrepreneur. They're a writer. They're an educator. They're a public speaker. Uh, they're a mover. They're a shaker. You know what I'm saying? They're they're a snatcher of edges. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they out here is my point. And this person is Brittany Hunter. Brittany. Hey, welcome, hey. Welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. No, no, no. Thank you for actually being on the show. In fact, let me go ahead and just get just a really just a very a very modest, you know what I'm saying, cheer just to welcome you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Just just some just something just to kind of get us started. For those of us who don't know you, I know I kind of gave a little bit, but would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so like you mentioned earlier, I'm an entrepreneur and also a LinkedIn top voice. Um, I am also a proud HBCU grad, so if you went to PVAMU, shout out to you. Um, I am based here in Texas, Dallas to be exact, and I've been in the entrepreneur space for about three and a half years, but full time since January of this year, so January of 2019. Okay, no wait, are you going to shout out your, you're not going to shout out your HBCU? I did, you didn't hear me, Prep, you a University, so PVAMU, so um. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's the best HBCU in my opinion. So, so yeah, shout out to you if you are a PE grad as well. Shout out to uh, the HBCUs. It's so funny because you know no, no one ever goes shout out to the PWIs, but you know, but it's cool. You know, shout out to education and definitely shout out to HBCUs. My dad yes. went to Jackson State, and my okay. mom was uh, Miss Tougaloo back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, oh wow! Come, yeah, I know. What I'm saying I come from I come from good stock because that's all I'm trying to say. You know, what I'm saying you're not the only <laughs> person out here flexing in your complexion. That's all. Okay, so look, we're today we're talking about using your voice effectively. You talked about being a LinkedIn top voice. First of all, what does it mean to be a LinkedIn top voice? So every year, link 
LinkedIn. They'll select people that currently use the LinkedIn platform, hence the name LinkedIn Soft Voice. And what it is, is people that they recognize that are making an, um, an impact through the platform. And so an impact on the platform through their content. And so to become a LinkedIn Soft Voice, it essentially means that you're recognized as someone who has influence and uh, a heavy impact on, on the users, on the thousands and millions of users that are on LinkedIn. Let's talk about you getting selected. Like, what did that process look like? Um, it was actually a surprise. So I was literally at my old nine to five, um, not doing work, <laughs> checking my personal email on my phone. And uh, I saw that I had an email from one of the editors. And so LinkedIn has uh, several editors that specifically focus on different subjects. And so the editor reached out and was pretty much saying that they love all of my content that they that you know on the back end they've been seeing how much engagement and all the uh, the high impressions that my content has been getting um whether that was my blog content so as you know linkedin has the um the publishing platform that you can publish blogs on right so so whether it was that or just my normal you know short form or long form posts and they were um wanting to see if i was interested in and in, uh, in being a part of their linkedin top voice collection and so it was pretty much that was that was really it they um required for me to just uh to write a post so once they released the list of all the linkedin top voices in the different categories and by the way i was selected in the category for management and culture okay um, okay so they uh so yeah so once they released uh, the article with everybody that was selected they also released a series of articles um from each linkedin top voice that was selected that's really, really cool. And it's crazy. You know, what's really interesting what you shared is that you said, you know, you weren't even expecting it. You were just doing what you was doing. And then yeah. it just happened. Right. Yeah. A lot of people think that there's like some type of formal application right. or if you like reach out to someone that works at LinkedIn that you can get it. But it doesn't work like that. If you just keep doing what you're doing and just be focused on, and you're just like focused on actually putting out great content, then you'll be noticed. And if you're lucky, they'll also like you at the top voice. You know what? I just I just think it's really incredible. And like I said, from the top, everybody that I talk to, as I've been talking about living corporate, they're like, no, you need to really talk to. Have you talked to anybody from the mogul millennial? And I'm like, it's just, but it's just been like an ongoing conversation. And, you know, since then, you know, really, frankly, to this day, I'm just really excited that we actually make this connection. You know what I mean? To this day. <laughs> I love the sound bites. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. So look, on your platform, you share real talk, right? So the latest piece that I personally read was about black leadership at Fortune 500 companies being at its lowest, yet black celebrity partnerships are booming. And it's so interesting because at the time of this recording of this podcast, um, you know, Jay-Z just announced that partnership that he has with the NFL um, mm-hmm. for the for the social justice movement thing. Um, and so, but anyway, in it, you assert that while exploring the direct and subtle implications of the fact, right? So you basically, you go into it, like you have this, so a lot of your pieces do this, where you have like this fairly like strong initial statement, and then you really go into the nuances and the implications of whatever you stated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as black creatives who are focused on content centered around business, I think there's a line we have to decide when we're going to like not cross, right? Like, and show how honest or raw that we're being um what is that journey look like for you specifically and how you balance like discomforting truths with managing a brand that extends far beyond your family and close friends yeah so i think um i I think for for me what i just tried to like 
you know, work at Taurus every day is just like living my truth. When you're not living your truth, that's, you know, you're the one that, that that's mostly impacted. And so whether that was, you know, whether that's me right now as an entrepreneur or me back when I was working the traditional nine to five in the workplace, I'm not going to downplay, you know, what I think or, or try to sugarcoat like my thoughts and my feelings because of someone else. And so I think it's important that when we speak on our truth, it also empowers other people to do it empowers other people to do the same. So uh, specifically through Mogul Millennial, I like to have those type of conversations and so that way, you know, the the issue at hand isn't ignored or it's not, you know, or it's not watered down. And so how do you feel like that philosophy could be applied to like black and brown professionals in their day-to-day jobs and how they use their voice? I, I think, you know, so it's funny. So it makes me think about like really quick story when I was working at one of my last on the five and it was a predominantly white um, workplace. And one of my coworkers who was black, she would just like literally turn her personality all the way off, even from like the food that she eats. That she ate. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. What you mean, the foods that she ate? Yeah, so she wouldn't eat things like chicken in the office, <laughs> or really be like really careful on the type of fruits that she would eat. The types of fruits that she would eat, like bananas. You trying to say? That watermelon, you know, like the traditional uh-huh. like things that would, <laughs> yeah, that would make you think about like black people and it was weird so we would have like potlucks at work and if people brought chicken she would say that she was allergic to chicken but she loved chicken she would say that she's allergic to chicken yeah it was like girl why are you doing this just be yourself and people will like you for it you know and so can we have like a real conversation about this though okay so i'm talking about my wife and i were talking about this we talk about this often and they should did a whole stand-up skit about it but you know how just racist anti-black racism is so so lazy so it's like you really think that chicken and watermelon are like exclusive to black people do you know how delicious watermelon is exactly do you know how delicious chicken do you know that like ever like so like you know how many cultures enjoy chicken yeah we all love chicken yeah. So she would she would not eat watermelon. She would not eat bananas. Bananas are you know they can be kind of they're a lot of sugar. So if you know if you're watching your weight, you're trying to you know kind of cut down on your calories. I can understand and everything. Yeah, I, I get it. But like you know from that to to you know purposely not listening to the music that she wanted in her own personal office. <laughs> she um, had a personal it, office. Yeah, it was just crazy. Like do what you want to do. Like you know listen, be yourself. And so she would say all the time, like, well, Brittany, like you know. You're, you're like you're gonna listen to that type of music in the office. Yes, this is my office. This is what I've you know I've, I've earned my role. I, I'm I'm just as qualified as the next person, and I'm right. not gonna be uncomfortable at work and not doing things that's true to myself. But the person next next to me is just because we're two different skin colors, come from two different backgrounds, and um, you know uh, upbringings doesn't you know it, it doesn't mean that they can do something that I can't. And so. One of the things that I learned is that, you know, when people, when you're true to yourself, people, they like the real you. They want to know the real you. You don't have to, um, to widen it to be accepted. And so, um, so yeah, I highly encourage people in the workplace to not like, you know, whiten or, or change who they are just to quote unquote fit in because, you know, people can recognize and they know that it's not the real you anyway. That's right. Now, look, uh, you know, this this is a this is a clean uh, podcast, but, you know, I respect you. you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's OK. But when you said it, I was like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm okay, wait. But you, no, no, you're actually right. People can recognize it, and you just want to be yourself. You know, it's interesting. We had a conversation on season one, it was like our first episode with Fenoris Pearson, who was a he was like an executive with Motorola and Dell, and he talked about the fact that he went on this plane ride, right, with like this. Um, with this very senior white executive. And he said, look, we can tell when y'all are putting on airs and like putting like it's fake. Like we hate that. It's annoying. Like we can see right through it. It's awkward. It's not, it's clearly not authentic right now. I don't want to shame anybody because we've been classically, we've been conditioned to, to put on coverings and participate in respectability politics as a means of survival. So I'm not shaming anybody for doing those things. Um, we also live in a time when, hey, look, you have a voice, use it and be yourself, right? Like you want to listen to Rick Ross, you know what I'm saying? You do that. You want to smoke a black and mild on your, on your smoke break? Go ahead and do that. Like nobody's going to stop you. Like it's okay. It's all right. Um, maybe not a black and mild. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think the last time I've seen somebody smoke a black and mild like in a work setting. Oh, God. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. That's like funny. A, like, like, like a Rillo. That'd be like, ooh, let's. <laughs> what's going on <laughs> uh no 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 but anyway um so let's talk a little bit about mogul millennial right you've mm-hmm. talked about the fact it's been going on for three years what have you been most proud of so far and what are you looking forward to most in the next like six to 12 months you know when i think about like everything that i've experienced in these three years the thing that i am mostly proud of was getting out of my own but i didn't curse this time there you go, I see. Out of my own but and and realizing that I literally cannot do everything. Um, That's real. In my in my last um, in my last shop, I was I, I've always been in management roles, so I'm used to being like head over something. You know. Oh, I see. You told me, so wait, 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 you, wait, you said you always been in management roles. Yeah. Um, okay, I got you. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so when I started, you know, Mogul Millennial, it was you no know, just a um, like a side project in the beginning since I couldn't dedicate. Um, all of my time and, and resources to it, but sure. but yeah, but you know, once I uh, decided that I was going to go full time with it, I knew that okay, well, Brittany, you can't like grow this company. You can't like you know really be as profitable as you want to be, and you're doing everything. So you're doing all the social media, you're writing all the blog posts, you're um, you're you're the one trying to pitch yourself and your company to different brands and partners. So you, you can't do it all or you can, but it's not going to be really worth anything or it won't be as good as it could be and as impactful as it could be. And so um, even though I really didn't want to in the beginning, I decided to put put out a post asking for, for help. And um, once I did that, like our traction increased, um, I felt like the content got better because we had, you know, more diverse opinions and thoughts from like black millennials literally all over the world were um, were contributing and so so i think that's what i've been most proud of is you know recognizing that i don't know everything and that's fine because now i have people that help me out day to day that are so much more better at certain things and more knowledgeable on certain topics and um and i've learned a lot as well from those from those people Straight up. no I, I feel you like it's tough when you know you're in a point you're grinding and you feel like you're doing everything, right? Like to the point you just you're at your wit's end. You're looking at them like, "What more do you want from me?" You know, you just it's like I can't, like I can't, like I have to reach out. That's a really important. So you know, you not only use your voice to create your platform, but you use your voice to extend and expand your platform because you had to actually use your voice to ask for help. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So right now, um, it was crazy because when I put out the first uh, post, so since I'm 
I have the the highest like influence on LinkedIn. So I use, you know, I, I went to what I know I'm good at. So I put a post up on LinkedIn and literally within the first like two weeks, we had over 150 people that were like, I want to write. And it was so overwhelming. <laughs> uh, so between like, you remember, I was still working at my nine to five. So in between meetings, like literally as I was going to like meetings and um, either like on site at my, at my job or off site. Um, or during my lunch break, anything on the way to the restroom, I was having interviews with people because um, some people, you know, I had to, I wanted to be accommodating as well because I wanted to help. And sure. yeah, and so it, it's been good. It's been really good. So, so what does it look like, right, to to continue and build out this platform? And actually, let me take a step back. What did it look like when you actually left your full time job? Like, what did that conversation look like? So I had actually planned to leave. Um, it was really strategic. So um, I I think you and I had talked before. I mentioned that I lived in Houston for, for a short period of time. A little bit of time, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so originally I'm, I'm from Dallas and went to school at PV, which is by Houston at the PV, came back to Dallas and was working um, at a university that's like north of Dallas in a, um, in a small, well, not small, but yeah, small, but it's a town called Richardson. So I was working there at UT Dallas and I remember uh, being approached by my boss's boss, well, no, my boss's boss, boss so like three people above me to work at the property at the University of Houston and I denied them like three or four times because the pay wasn't right and I was like, no, you're not going to pay me just, you know, nothing just and I have to move and uproot my life. And so um, eventually we negotiated back and forth. I got the rate that I wanted plus more and we, um, so yeah, I I specifically took their role because I knew that I wanted to quit within a year. So that way um, I could work on Mogul Millennial full time because we were doing really well with the site. And so, so yeah, I, I literally only took the promotion. Well, it was like a lateral promotion. So it was the same role, but different duties. But, but, so, but you had got that. Exactly, exactly. Making it extra money. So I took it knowing that, okay, well, I can save money even faster and then, you know, and quit and be way more financially comfortable. So you were like kind of scheming on the low, but like, in a, but you know, for yourself though. Yeah, I mean, they do it all the time with us, which they <laughs> so, no, I, I, I had no, I, no great, no shame. Uh, oh no, no, no! Uh, I'm, hey, I'm not shaming <laughs> you. I'm just, I'm just chuckling because you know you, you uh, negotiated that deal, and you're in the background, you know, you shaking his hand. You talking about, <laughs> you know, you like, you really like. <laughs> yep, yep. So no, I literally say like long enough as well. So the year was special because you know, within a year, you can really do if, if you're dedicated. And consistent, you can do some really good damage. Well, not damage, but some good improvements. No, you say what you and then, um, <laughs> and then also uh, with the relocation fee, you know, I, that's why it's important that you read everything. I read in the contract for the relo- for the relocation expense that I was given um, that you need to stay for a year. So, okay. so yeah, so I left within a year, and then um, so it really just looked like you know within that time period for me working at the other location um in houston was to just save and grow my team and then also focus on like upcoming products and planning out different um projects that we're going to actually be releasing this year so i'm really excited about but um it was a lot of hard work so at my at my last company i was re- literally working like sometimes like 60 70 hours a week because i worked a very busy industry but at the same time you know having a team was really helpful and then i just worked crazy hours on the weekend 
during my lunch breaks, before work, things like that. That's a blessing. It's a blessing to find folks who are who are you know engaged and willing to support, right? Um, you know, I think we probably need have you back just around like the principles of building a team, getting started, because I think a lot of times, especially when I say this for podcasting, podcasting is notorious for people like starting off really big with a splash and then being done after like two and a half months because the load of like getting content, researching, producing, it can get like tiring over time. So like, a lot of podcasts don't even last a year. You know what I'm saying? It's a full time job. It's a full time <laughs> job. And so, you know, it's tough. So, so, I mean, I, that's just a, that's, that's incredible. I'm so excited. I'm so thankful that you've been able to be on this, on our platform. Now, look again, Brittany, you're the first LinkedIn top voice that we've had on our living corporate. How does that make you feel? You know what? It makes me feel good, but it won't be the last because I believe in you guys. I had to do my own <laughs> Cardi B owl. Goodness gracious. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And you know, I got to give you a flex bomb just because you've been dropping casual, just, just woo. Like it's it's just incredible, but like I'm just so thankful that you're able to be here. Before we let you go, uh, any parting words or shout outs? Yeah, so of course, shout out to my team, um, my editorial assistant Alex. She came up with the name uh, Mogul Mob, and I love it. So Ooh, the, mo- the Mogul Mob, y- y'all made Mogul Mob be up in that WordPress uh, putting <laughs> putting content together like. You know what I'm saying? We out here. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to them. They are all amazing. They and even like in their own individual lives, they do so many great things from from being startup entrepreneurs, small business owners, freelancers, etc. Um, corporate bosses, they are just amazing. Um, but the only other thing that I want to also shout out or mention is that we are going to be launching our own um, online course platform through Mogul Millennial. It's called Mogul Genius, and so look out for that that'll be released to um to a private group of people in october but after that we'll be releasing it to the general public so look at you come on now well first of all again just you know what shout out to y'all i gotta go ahead and drop these air horns right here for the mogul millennial and you know what for Brittany hunter thank you so much for being on our show y'all that does it for us on the living corporate podcast make sure you check us out on twitter at living corp underscore pod on instagram at living corporate on uh, our website at living dash corporate please hit a dash dot com now look if you have any questions any shout outs you'd like to place on the show you can contact us through the website or you can email us at living corporate at gmail.com or you can just dm us because the dms are wide open now look you can check us out online if you just Google Living Corporate, we're at all the domains. Britain, do you know we have every single Living Corporate variation besides livingcorporate.com? I'm, that's a smart way to go. A lot of people don't do that. I'm so glad that you do. Listen here. Somebody can feel it. <laughs> thank you. So we, we got livingcorporate.net, livingcorporate.tv, livingcorporate.co, livingcorporate.org. But we don't have livingcorporate.com because Australia has livingcorporate.com. They got like some apartment renting company out there now look oh i'm saying right now look one day though the brand gonna be broad enough we're gonna go we're gonna get that domain i just don't know when that's gonna be but it's gonna happen i'm speaking they'll still forget to pay their renewal they'll mess up yeah we'll talk players mess up and they'll mess up too <laughs> you know what i'm saying we talked we've talked about australia a little bit i'm really trying to be careful because i don't want to create no international beef but i very much so do want the domain so i'm trying to figure out like what the best strategy is maybe you and i can have a conversation offline about that yeah, yeah, I, I can tell you a story about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, look, this has been Zach Nunn. You've been listening to Brittany Hunter, CEO and founder of The Mogul Millennial. Till next time. Peace. Peace. 
Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.